Welcome to the Spilt Milk Podcast. That's the Puja Milk Reloaded Weekly Fantasy Football Podcast. Today we're going to talk about week four matchups. I am your host, longtime PMR commissioner, two-time PMR champion, Diz, M. Diz, or mm. Matthew as some call me, joined as always by my very devastatingly handsome, very accomplished, former sports reporter, current trainer, longtime enthusiast, <laughs> never-time champion, uh, well, his or or Mr. Giacomo. You know who you sound like, Booker. Remember Booker T in wrestling, five time, <laughs> five time. He was a five time champ. That's like it. You're, that. like, you're like the Booker T of fantasy football. I enjoy <laughs> counting in numbers, really. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's working with small children day to day or what it is, but yeah, I can't help but count uh, <laughs> and replay that. Well, Giacomo, it's a pleasure to be joined by you as always. Yes. Uh, you know, it's a tough season. That was one of the things I wanted to address up front here as we meet yeah i need to make a direct appeal to the fantasy gods uh and there's some irony in me you know turning to the scriptures uh as norm mcdonald did but <laughs> as proverbs 16 18 says pride goes before destruction a haughty spirit before a fall better to live humbly with the poor than to share plunder with the proud are you do you have you sound like you have a show like the 700 club are you going to try yeah. to sell food buckets next well <laughs> for tax reasons i'm investigating it let's leave it at that but yeah not normally where i go but clearly uh yeah i don't know if you guys are keeping track of the league activities but i am being smited by the fantasy gods and of course you know you go through the circle of grief uh, i'm now accepting of the fact that i think it was my hubris my pride uh as a returning champion uh as a host of this podcast with or a co-host of this podcast anyway uh, that seems to have angered the fantasy gods. And to them, I can only humbly apologize. Are you going to do my complaint? I'm counting right now. You had the fifth highest points, but you lost. Is that you going to yes. start doing? You want to do my league uh, setup, don't you? I don't know that I'm ready to do that yet. I don't want to cut off my nose to spite <laughs> my face. You know what I mean? I, 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 but I, I do want to make an appeal in humility to the fantasy gods. And I also, uh, in, a, in an act of contrition, uh, I made a donation. I don't know if you know uh, Mike Taglier, the fantasy football guy. Mm. Uh, he's one of the one of the more premier analysts. He unfortunately he, he got the COVID and he passed away. Mm. Uh, so there's a GoFundMe for his family. Uh, so that's nice. It's not you know it's not enough I think to just apologize uh, in an empty way to the fantasy gods because clearly clearly I've brought the curse on myself. Bears on his own. You donated to someone's family of a yeah. guy who died so that you could win in a fake game thing. Is that that's, what you're saying? Uh, that's more or less <laughs> correct. Yeah. Uh, and I would encourage any of you uh, to consider doing <laughs> that too. Uh, you know, uh, whatever the superstition, uh, if it has a good outcome, you can't complain about it too much. Sure. <laughs> so that's all to say 0-4 is not the start I expected to this season. Uh, it's a longish season, I think, as we're going into Yahoo. Here. It's possible that if I get like a major league Cleveland Indian style, like, you know, we remove a section every time we win a game, perhaps I can motivate us to get there. Um, yeah. But eesh, it has been a rough start for me. So got to turn yeah. around. Well, usually 500 gets into the playoffs. So, you, you know, yeah. I mean, there's still there's still time, but. That on the record, humbly offered to the fantasy gods who are clearly smiting me. Uh, and they can continue smiting Mike Barrel. Uh, he's he's got to make his own piece. That's the that's not up to me. Um, well, and I see uh, we got Mark down there, too. So, yes. 
That's true. Oh, and he had more right. points than you, and he lost. Man. Correct. Yeah, correct. So, well, so got, we're going to do my format. I'm telling you. Well, coming. and if you look at, I mean, you know, this just gets into the, at the end of the day, what counts is wins and losses, as I think Bear pointed out on this podcast. And, but I think if I mark also sitting at 0-4, in terms of points for and points against, he's put up reasonably good points for. His points against is the highest in the league. Mine's second yeah. highest. Um, but, but I'm disappointed in some of my team performances, but at the same time, this last week, uh, was pretty close and I still found a way, or my team found a way to come up short. Uh, we'll get into that in the, in the weekly recap here. Um, but looking forward at this week, curses behind us, or, you know, at least attempts to address the curses. This is civil war this week. This is brother versus brother. That's right. You oh, are my, man. you're my week five opponent. And, uh. And I, you don't think I'm starting all Detroit Lions for you either. Yeah, I was hoping you might. But <laughs> I, I mean, I think there's no question that I, you know, I love you, my brother. But I, you are what stands between me and uh, Owen 5. So I'm going to bring all the thunder that I can. Just be. Just you be have the least points for by far. 418. Yeah. Mike Bears 427. So, wow. Yeah. Well, Yahoo likes to rub it in, too, because they like to try to sell you merch. For your best performing player. Yeah, I, I, yeah. And it is hyping Sam Darnold for me. And when Sam Darnold is a face that it's like, this is your best guy, it's like, Oof. Mm. now yeah. he was at the top in terms of fantasy performances last this last week. Not enough for me to win, but he was up there with Mahomes, which gave he's me definitely improved, though. He's, he seems like he's going to be a good quarterback uh, of the yeah. future, it seems like. But yeah, getting getting away from Adam Gase, I think, is, is a key thing, mm-hmm. uh, at least as I've heard. People seem mm-hmm. to. Not be huge fans of what he has to do and what he has done to players under his uh, his coaching. He's certainly no Fat Matt Patricia, but um, he, he seems like he's pretty close. <laughs> so I not guess in that, weight. What's that? Well, not in weight. Yeah, he's half the man. <laughs> uh, I uh, this is a tangent here, but I always appreciated that Matt Patricia, and I occasionally see them out in the wild too. He had those fat guy shirts, and I apologize to anybody who may own one of these shirts that's listening. But like with the vented V down the back. So it's like a golf shirt, but it has like a vent built in. I don't know if you've ever seen those, but those are like when you cross 300 and you're not like <laughs> six, nine, they give you just get one of those. Like here well, you go. The, if, if for anybody listening who hasn't seen it before, Google Matt Patricia uh, uh, Gatorade, Gatorade Ford, Ford. Ford. And yeah. when he hurt his ankle, it, it was. This he he it is it, a it was the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah, you told me about it. I think shortly after it happened, and honestly, I was in disbelief until I looked it up. And it is, it's everything that you would expect it to be. It's amazing. like why not coach from the booth that game? <laughs> you know, that would be the game where like I'm the head coach, but I'm a coach from the booth. Wouldn't that make uh, so you don't look like a complete idiot? The, but... indig- the indignities, the indignities of Detroit Lions fandom. There's no, there's no <laughs> doubt about it. Well, with that, guys, we're going to get into our week four wrap up. But before we do that, we're going to take just a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. For Armor Hot Dogs, here's America's first lady of soul, Aretha Franklin. Hot dog. Hot dog. I'm a hot dog. Hot dog. Welcome back to Spilt Milk. We're going to recap our week four performances right now coming at you. Uh, we were just talking about my 
dreadful start to the season. Again, uh, apologies for the hubris fantasy gods. Uh, this is me, too soft, too hard versus you are McGreevy, uh, Mikey. And he did. He went out of his way to explain who that man is. Uh, I read it for three seconds and I gave up. I still, I, it's yeah, too much. I, I almost immediately forgot also. <laughs> I think it had something to do with him like lying about being a gay person or something. I don't know. But he, his handsomeness made more sense when I read right. that. I was like, well, yeah, the, he's a devastatingly good looking man. What do you want to do with that? Um, so let's just stick with that. That's a better looking version of Mikey. I prefer that narrative and uh, we'll leave it there. Uh, so I end up coming up short. It went down to the Monday nighter. A lot of games did, which has been been kind of fun to watch, mm -hmm. but uh, Dana Carlson or Dan Carlson there. Uh, he contributes one point to me. Wonderful. Against Matt Prater's 15, Mikey closes that gap uh, it, for the win. Uh, and, and then Brandon Ayuk, I think, was also part of just totally causing me some havoc uh, in terms of not being able to contribute and get over the hump there. Why did you start him? He hasn't done it. He had one good game. He had one good game. Uh, and, you know, and looking back at it, I guess I could have went with Tim Patrick or Rondell Moore. Um, James Connor obviously would have been a difference maker, but I didn't have, at least to me, it didn't seem like a lot there. And, uh, right. you know, I was hoping that maybe, uh, you know, we get a little spark going with Ayuk, but yeah, it's been rough. And it's certainly, that wasn't what I expected, uh, with Ayuk where I took him. The other part for me with Jerry Judy going down for the season or not season, but at least on short term IR anyway, um, that limited a little bit of the wide receiver depth I was hoping to have. Right. So. Lineup decisions to look at. Uh, Joe Mixon also left the game injured. Obviously, that plays a factor into uh, the waivers this week, although sort of conflicting reports from their coaching staff about whether he'll be back. Uh, but for me, uh, Terry McLaurin showed up. Sam Darnold showed up, which is great. Alvin Kamara did all right, but I don't. 14 points for Alvin Kamara to me just seems like less than my hope. You know, yeah. you want him to take over games for you. but And then Robert Woods hit the box score, but... Boy, watching those games is just frustrating because um, he, he doesn't really seem to be in the first few set of options that Stafford's even looking at. And I don't know why that is exactly. Van oh, you Jefferson. know why. Yeah, you know why. well, but he <laughs> likes to throw to Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson ah. is a, like a speedster. So hmm. it's one of those where, but to your theory here, which we don't need to unearth now that we're broadcasting to the world. Uh, <laughs> um <laughs> We're not going to say that. Yeah. You got to go find the old episodes. Which yeah. You can. <laughs> you can look back to determine what, why we feel like Robert Woods isn't getting. That's where my, record. when I run for president of the United States, they'll find that, yeah. you know, and, and it'll be over. The campaign will end. Well, you'll have to come out and apologize exactly. to right. Stafford personally. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah. And suggest, suggest that you were mistaken. Um but yeah, it reminds me a little bit of when the Lions picked Eric Ebron, and obviously that didn't pan out for really anyone involved. But he was almost invisible to Stafford. It was it just he wasn't even looking at him. And then when he did, obviously he didn't catch the ball. But that I remember his whole rookie year going, oh, he's got this great new weapon. And it was like, nah, I don't really want to throw at that guy. Uh, and, you know, we'd have to ask Matt Stafford why. I'm sure there are schematic reasons that are beyond right. my comprehension. But uh, certainly frustrating. DJ Moore, though, for Mikey, not frustrating. Uh, he shows up looking great. Uh, and I think anybody who's got DJ Moore on the roster has got to be pretty excited about that. Mahomes, Mahomes, pardon me, does does what you'd hope he does. He shows up. CeeDee uh, Lamb, not so much. Dalvin Cook, I think, I, returned from injury. I don't think he gave the full game. Um, mm -hmm. 
Odell Beckham comes down a little bit too. So it was enough to make it a close game. Kareem Hunt and, um, my goodness, Kareem Hunt and his counterpart, I just want to say Tim Couch, which is not even kind of what the man's name is. Uh, his counterpart there is other RB1. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Thank you. Uh, what do we, <laughs> Chubb Chase, I think <laughs> is what we were saying the other day. No, not Chubb Chase. There was a, a Nick Chubb. Chubb Howard. I think Chubb Howard is Chubb, a backup in Carolina, I think. Chubb yeah. Hunt. Chubb Hunt is what we Chubb talked Hunt. about. Before. Oh, yeah. They should team up. That's yeah, right. Yeah. The Chubb Hunt. Uh, Cream Hunt comes out on top, but enough to, to, to be able to throw some things around. Uh, looking on my bench, really not too much happening. James Conner, who I recently acquired in a trade, had posts another solid game, which is intriguing to me, but we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Daryl Henderson, AJ Dillon, who I know you're a fan of, uh, they show up really not much going on for Minnesota on the ground, but with the Detroit lions coming up this week, uh, you know, I'm sure they are going to have career days. Uh, yeah. What's interesting to me about this matchup it, for all the, the Brad's and like Barchies out there who like to draft kickers, mm -hmm. this shows where they are important. Matt Prater is always a pretty reliable kicker. Now, to your credit, though, so is Carlson with Vegas. He has been. And and that was – I watched most of that game because it was a Monday night game. It just wasn't – the opportunities weren't there. And that – he missed a 50-yarder um, in that game. That was like his first miss in like – I don't even know how many attempts. They said it. I can't remember now. So, you, you kind of – you know, th that that could have been 15 points from him on a, on a good night for him. So, you know, I'm not saying, you know, hey. keep a bunch of kickers on your bench, but – what cost me, that's for sure. And I will say, you know, what's been interesting to me to get this slow start, it, it's been a while uh, since I've had a, this slow a start. I've gotten used to the luxury of having, you know, a couple wins in the beginning of the season to be able to say, well, do I really need to start a defense or can I carry that extra player that I want on my bench? Uh, you know, because my defense might get me zero points as it did here for Mikey or, uh, you know, or three points for Miami. Is that really worth it? Is that margin of error there this year for me, it's looking like, yes, it is absolutely worth it and is worth looking at. So uh, interesting change in strategy. And to your point, um, you know, obviously Justin Tucker for, I think it's Barchi picked him, had him drafted or Skynet drafted him for Barchi. Um, you know, obviously that helped out when he drilled that 66 yarder. What a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> There's not much to add beyond that. Um, Looking at Mike Barrel versus Balloons I Can Touch and Lick, that's you. Aforementioned, uh, heavily cursed Mike Bear. Um, I, I, I don't feel bad at all. Yeah, I did get to have, well, oh, I'm glad, happy for you to collect your second win. Uh, proof that just mere participation in the podcast isn't enough to totally doom you. Mm. Um, but you know, on the other end of that, then maybe, maybe Bear, uh, was doomed out of the gate. So you kind of win handily here looking at bear side dj chark leaving with that uh i guess pretty ugly ankle injury uh, and then the week playing out just with jacksonville seemed to be kind of swirling the drain with urban meyer uh and his feisty bar activities that are now i think a total oh, distraction man, that that's team. a podcast there oh, yeah yeesh then and he tried to say i told trevor lawrence that don't go to vegas for your bachelor party and he like <laughs> he's an idiot yeah that did not <laughs> That is just pretty much the why. Well, so, I mean, we'll talk about it too when we talk about different Chicago Bears contributors this week. But as sad as you can feel being a Detroit Lions fan, I'm I'm heartened to know that uh, Urban Meyer is not our coach and we're not the Jacksonville Jaguars. Although 
maybe they change coaching staffs or something and it looks better, but uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind though. Cause that's exciting. You know, like when you had like, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Marty Morninghead was such a bumbling fool. It was fun. You know, <laughs> Marinelli was a funny old guy, just nice. and Dan Campbell, he's got a little bit of fieriness to him. So, but not, sure. I think he's kind of serious. I still yeah. think he'll actually be okay. But anyway, I'm optimistic for the future as we've talked about many times about the lions. This is the first year I feel like they're bad on purpose and I'm okay with that. Like if you're going to suck, but your coach is grinding and possibly fingering random chicks at his steakhouse. Correct. Like that's exciting to, you know what I mean? To wow, read no, it. not correct. I mean, yeah. I guess it is, it's salacious <laughs> is the word, Giacomo, but I, uh, I will go ahead and disagree. I'm going to leave that. If you, <laughs> if you want to jump on the Jags bandwagon, I'm all for it. Uh, you go. For well, that. remember like the Vikings had that booze cruise or whatever. Yeah. And I then I got that. a t-shirt. It said, I party with Smoot. And yeah. it had like a, a piece of semen flying across a pirate ship. It was great. You know, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, there are, there are things that are entertaining that are not good. I will stick with the Detroit lions and the, I think only by comparison to urban Meyer, boring Dan Campbell, I think all off season, he's been like Mr. Kneecaps and, yeah, uh, isn't he entertaining and animated and a human cartoon um, for a lot of people? So uh, the difference is is stark. But yeah, the Lions being a young team, and uh, I think they're trying, which is the good part. The hard part is to watch them be, you know, the Washington Generals for everybody they're going to be playing. Yeah. But uh, Curse doubles down on Bear. He loses DJ Chark in addition to uh, you know a growing list of of injuries. Josh Jacobs came back for him, which is great. Tyler Bass showed up 16 points, but what was not enough uh, to put you, put him over the top, even though uh, he was playing against your injured kicker there. Not too yeah, much. I guess it, it, and Robbie Gould got hurt pregame. I didn't even know till today, but I, I don't know that. So I, you know, but again, that's uh and I'll tell you right now, I, I'm going to pick up Carlson. I, I put in a claim for him. I know you dropped him, but yeah. uh, you know, that's my guy. So we'll see. Well, good luck with Dana Carlson. I, I wish you guys all the best. <laughs> But I'll tell you, my team here, here's the thing. I like it, but I'll tell you one thing. Jalen Hurts. So they're, they've been playing in a lot of games where they're down big and he's getting some garbage time points. If that, if they decide to go another way, which I've heard is possible in Philly, that could be a problem for me. The silver lining, though, is what we saw out of Trey Lance mm-hmm. uh, when he came in for Jimmy Garoppolo. Those 28 points, he only played the second half of that game. And that yeah. was against Seattle and traditionally a good defense. So, you know, I, I feel pretty confident about him there. And Deontay Johnson coming back for the Steelers, I think I've always liked him. I think he's a boss. And and, and Eckler is playing really well. I think him and Herbert have got quite the uh, chemistry going. I wasn't even that big a fan of Eckler coming into the season. But, you know, so, yeah, it's uh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Marvin Jones kind of laid an egg, but – they still say he's the guy that that uh, Trevor Lawrence trusts the most there. Sure. And, uh, well, and so. after DJ Chark goes down, I mean, you got Levishkis Cheneau or Cheneau, yeah. uh who's out there too. But yeah, I can't imagine that this the shark injury doesn't help Marvin Jones. I, I have to imagine he's going to get targets. And and if they are a bad team historically, I mean, you get that garbage time playing from behind type uh, right. th- those kind of game scripts, and that can that can be very helpful. Um, so you get the win here, overcoming kind of lower performances as Robbie Gold, like you said, injured in, in warm-ups or didn't take the field. And then a very uncharacteristically quiet day for Travis Kelsey uh, in other leagues where I rely on him. That was a disappointment. But 
didn't really hurt you too bad here. Trey Sermon did okay too. And you mentioned Trey Lance getting in the game, which I think is just exciting for San Francisco in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they, uh, Kyle Shanahan plays that out now that, um, you know, you've got a rookie who's catching on. I've heard some conspiracy theories maybe that, you know, the injury to Jimmy Garoppolo was a little maybe more about saving face than it was about actually not being able to play because I'd heard he was not playing terribly well. I imagine Horse has thoughts on that. <laughs> but yeah, and, it, and you look at, well, we'll get to him, whoever's team he's on, I'm not sure, but Trevor Lawrence, you know, lap dances aside for his coach. It was his first game without an interception. They They were in it with the Bengals, who are a better team. So I think we're starting to see like Herbert last year, I mean, he was good all year as a rookie, but those seem to be probably of these rookie quarterbacks, the two guys that you might be able to use here, you know, as we move on in the season. As yeah. far as rookies go, quarterbacks. Trey Lance for sure. And, and I think he did you mention Fields? Is that he said Fields? Yeah, but Fields, no, because and I'll tell and I'll tell you why. He looked good in the pocket. He mm -hmm. did. He he's got a beautiful ball. He's not as good on the on the run as we thought. And then the number one thing is he played a team you may have heard of that sucks more than anybody, the Detroit Lions, and make everybody look good. Name a back. They've looked good against the Lions. So, no, you cannot put that on him yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the, 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 the fields uh, train and arrival is the thing. And, and the other part of that, too, is Matt Nagy, their coach, the Bears coach, has been reluctant to really commit two fields he keeps talking about uh, Andy Dalton which is curious um, but Jacoby Myers and Tyler Boyd on your bench light up Boyd probably benefiting a bit from no T Higgins but um, you know some options for you to turn to particularly when you consider I guess Jones didn't show up but there's reasons to be optimistic about him too All yeah right. Moving on, the game of the week. We called it there. Look at that matchup, man. Yeah, my goodness. This was a this was quite a uh quite a battle. Uh interesting. This is what fantasy football is all about. One of my primary motivations for this podcast was just to care a bit more about matchups that I'm not personally involved in. Uh, and this is a great example of being able to see those play out. So I'm excited about it. Um, you know, at the end of the day, uh Dan's run and shoot falls just a little short of uh, alleged human uh, <laughs> Nick Brazen, uh, his team offline. Again, I want to reiterate, I'm a Brazen birther. Uh, some <laughs> evidence was offered as to the legitimacy, I guess, of his existence. Um, jury's still out. I, I, I'm, I'm curious. I, I have optimism. I'd like to believe. Uh, I, I mean, I think I've concluded that he's not Mark, but I haven't ruled out that he could be through layers of conspiracies, some other person. Anyway, congratulations to hypothetical Nick Brazen uh, on, on getting a very, very close win. Uh, you know, I see, I think as he's been experiencing and enjoying for a big chunk of this season, Derrick Henry being a big contributor, Lamar Jackson, obviously a big contributor, uh, Jamar Chase, all bright spots. Again, Chase probably a little bit assisted in terms of target share with no T Higgins, but uh, I think he's had a really strong start to his season. Yeah. He's rookie of the month, um, you know, for the first month of the year, the thing I'm like, you know, I like Dan's team a lot, but um, looking at it here. So you take Adam Thielen. I don't like guys who used to be the guy when it comes to receiver and now they're not anymore. Obviously Justin Jefferson's the number one there. You think back to like Marvin Harrison, then T Y Hilton came in and now T Y Hilton, not he's gone. Uh, the Colts are a good example. I don't I don't like having to rely on a guy like that. And then if you have to rely on any points from a 
from a Dolphins running back, you, you should expect to lose. You should expect to lose. They're garbage organization. They're garbage team. <laughs> um, they're, sorry, Mark. The, I, the way that they run, I don't, you know, they, they want Deshaun Watson and they got, it's just, they're garbage team. They're gar- yeah. You cannot rely on their running backs. Well, and it is curious. I mean, you, you say what you want about uh, the franchise that we followed with the Detroit Lions, but with some very small exceptions in, in my recent memory, not really a franchise that will draft a player like Tua and then just let as many negative stories about how they feel exactly. about him get out exactly. there. That, that is easy to kind of – it makes me less sympathetic for their struggles, at least this, this season. Um, yeah, right, Cubs. and you got the Patriots bringing chubby guys. Tom Brady was a little – he wasn't the best in shape. He did okay. Right. And now they got Mac Jones with – everybody's seen his beer belly pitcher. And he right. looks like – I mean, we don't know yet. Right. But I think he's probably going to be a decent quarterback. Versus you got a freak athlete like Tua, and I don't know, I don't know. There's something, and the, 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 when there's so many rumors about, well, we got to bring in this other athlete who, right. who who likes to get rubdowns, you know, right. it's right. not, you know, it's, yeah, get and or give. I, I mean, I think the getting the rubdowns is part of the deal. I think it's when he gets a little handsy himself, he should just yeah. Like, let's let's have that guy play in Miami. That's yeah. a good place it for him. Seems like what could go wrong. <laughs> Stick to football, Deshaun. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Brandon Cooks falls back to earth a tiny bit. I don't know if Tyrod Taylor. I think Tyrod Taylor is still sitting out. Uh, yeah, they yeah, got that Davis right. Mills. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah. Gen- yeah. General Mills is calling the shot there. <laughs> uh, and maybe well, they got stomped pretty thoroughly by Buffalo. So maybe there's a rebound there on the horizon. Uh, the other kind of thing that jumps out to me is look at this game. Chris Carson, uncharacteristically, you know, low performance. And we saw... Um, my goodness, it's a guy that I keep can't stay away from, Alex Collins pop. So there was some rumors all last week about Chris Carson being injured. He left the previous week's game um, a little early, uh, but they said he's good to go. Uh, so it looks like we either either uh, e- either the backup there was given some time, maybe because he earned it, or maybe there's something going on with Chris Carson. But something cut into his share this last week uh, and limited his, his statistical performance, but normally a pretty reliable guy. Down the bench, you know, both of these teams, again, indicating they're kind of just solid uh, standing. Gainwell does all right for Bellotto, uh Parker. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is a quarterback, so that score doesn't mean all that much. Um, yeah, I'm surprised Nick Cape, uh, has Chase Edmonds on the bench here. That's um, He's been he's been pretty strong all year, and obviously the Cardinals look like the best team in the NFL, and that's – I know they have kind of a timeshare there with Connor, but anyway. – right. Well, and it's interesting as I'm looking at this score in the high in, in hindsight after seeing mine where Connor had a reasonably good box score too, that they supported two backs who did more than 15 points. I was expecting that to be a vulture type situation, but it looks like both really posted reasonably good days. Former yeah. Detroit Lion Kelly Kenny Galladay did well too. Sterling Shepard being missing. I know they were down two wide receivers, so that probably benefited him. I think Daniel Jones is scared of Kenny Galladay. He yelled at him pretty bad a couple weeks ago. So, but it could I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if he's dumping the ball off to him, that could be all right. Latavius Murray, who is not Mark Ingram, I'm informed, um, but a similar kind of back in my mind. He shows up a little bit too, but doesn't matter too much because he's on the bench. And, uh, you know, Nick is probably not really smarting about it, having come away with the win. But game of the week, properly called. It was an exciting one. I think these are remain two very interesting teams to watch both in terms of the starters they're putting on the on the field and then the bench players that they have behind them. So 
I don't yeah. see a fall off coming for either of those teams anytime soon. I think they uh, they're well positioned to, to push through the season. Absolutely. With that, we're going to take another quick commercial break. We'll come back and recap the second half of that week four schedule. Look forward to seeing you soon. I sent Julie an edible arrangements bouquet. We're best friends. I had one delivered to my parents on their anniversary because I was thinking of them. And for Peter's birthday, a very special party. Edible arrangements bouquets are gorgeous, made from fresh fruit and taste delicious. You can even add chocolate. So make any occasion special. Ordering is easy. For pickup or delivery nationwide, visit a location, call, or go to ediblearrangements.com. Welcome back. We're here to recap the second half of week four. Uh, we're looking to look at the Barchus doormats taking on more money, more problems. James comes away. I should say James H's in this case because they're both James. Comes away with the win, hands Barchi his first loss of the season. Um, shocking as that is to all of us Giacomo <laughs> let me uh let me give you the first pass here what do you what jumps out to you looking at these box scores well I was actually talking about the the other game because you had your cursor on there oh. but I'm glad you picked this one because now James will think I think his team sucks and he'll yell at me <laughs> so um yeah I mean you know James had some duds here I'm looking at it and he, he squeaked out the win without Kittle doing much six points um his backs all right. Well, no, was, Saquon's came come back to what we expect, and Gibson uh, with 14 points was solid. But Miles Sanders, you can't. I, I can't trust Philly running backs. He haven't been able to for years. That Gainwell guy looks to be um, looks to be the guy there. But you know, and he got by. Get when you can get by with your quarterback in this league being under 30 points, 28.6 for Aaron Rodgers. You know, you got to have some other guys ball out. And I'm glad to see because I like them and I like the Ravens. Hollywood Brown, 22 points. And I think that's the second solid game for him in a row. Mm -hmm. um, it looks like Lamar Jackson is being more of a passer than we've seen in years, which is why I think the Ravens are are a big-time contender. So, yeah, just solid effort. And, and, and Barchi, I mean, like you said, we expected him to go back down to earth here a little bit. When Melvin Gordon's your RB2, sorry, you're not going to win. You can't expect – I like Swift a lot. I think he's going to be great. But he's on the Detroit Lions, so six right. points can be expected. So yeah, I mean, you know, and he 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 didn't get a lot of support for Dak Prescott, thirty-two points, and Stefan Diggs, sixteen points. Those two guys are going to have good games pretty much every game. Yeah. So he, like you said, he's Barchi does have some some solid players. I think that are going to give him a chance to compete. Uh, I'll be interested to see how this team fares. You know, as we work through bye weeks, as injuries continue to crop up. Depth is kind of a key thing that I keep calling out about that. Although, you know, he had Matt Ryan kind of go off on his bench. Um, but uh, I suppose that starting decision would have helped. But I don't think many people are going to be sitting Dak Prescott for uh, nah, Matt Ryan anyway. Yeah. Kind of an anomaly there. Uh, you mentioned Miles Sanders. George Kittle, kind of surprisingly disappointing performance given just the name brand value for him. I know it's been sort of a slow and disappointing start, but. James gets to book in that with having Dawson Knox, Dawson Knox, pardon me, on his roster, uh, kind of an up and coming type player at the position, uh, you know, really lean position in terms of being able to rely on many tight ends outside that top tier. Uh, but Dawson Knox is one to look forward to. You mentioned Hollywood Brown, uh, Hollywood Brown, great player, obviously. Uh, you know, I'm hoping to cut into that holding uh, Rashad Bateman, their first round pick wide receiver, who's, uh, you know, in waiting, returning to practice is 
probably due to come off IR this week, uh, but we'll see. So, uh, you know, like I said, Lamar Jackson being a passer, I'm betting on that, but we'll see how that plays out. Congrats, though, to James on kind of uh, riding the ship here. Getting back to two and two, I'm sure feels pretty good. Some of our uh, historically high-performing teams all getting off to a slow start this year. These, so then, these are the two that won't be in it at the end of the season. I, I'm promising. <laughs> yeah, I think, and I and I heartily agree um, with you calling this out as teams not being entirely well positioned. This this being uh, this is the undercard game of the week of Skynet and or Brad selected teams. Um, the Laurel Park Desert Rosas versus uh, Mike Baskin's holdouts. Brad gets away with the win, one twelve to ninety seven five, uh, and he I think yeah advances to three and one. So they're both three and one strong start to the season. Uh, Mike Williams comes crashing back to, to earth after having really, really strong weeks here, but Brad gets uh, the bump there by the exploding Cordero Patterson. Oh man. Yeah. It's not going to, it's not going to last. You'll see. Yeah, John has been, I will say unrelenting in that uh, feedback yeah, in terms of Cordero right. Patterson. And I will be unrelenting in saying, I hope that is the case. Uh, in the places where I own Mike Davis, uh, you know, would like to see him get some work. But interesting to see some signs of life out of the Atlanta offense, pardon me. Um, I think the thing we missed with James's summary, too, is that, you know, that matchup of Titans-Jets didn't really play out the way people thought. Uh, the Jets seemed to show up for that game. Yeah, it's funny, actually. Cordero Patterson is not going to have three receiving touchdowns every week. Now, I will say Washington a pretty good defense. So it's surprising that game was 34 30, uh, the Falcons, the Falcons and the, uh, uh, Redskins there. Oh, Redskins. Oh my God. I'm canceled now. Sorry. The Washington <laughs> football team. That's um, right. and so, you know, yeah, if he didn't have that, he only had two guys ball out him and, uh, who's his quarterback there. He scrolled away from it. Um, him and Kyler Murray and Kyler Murray's always going to give you 30 plus. I mean, no doubt about that. So, you know, Calvin Ridley, 11 points for him. I mean, you need more out of that from your from your wide receiver one. Keenan Allen had a had an underperforming game. Aaron Jones did too. So yeah, he got lucky to play a crappier team, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really what, what it comes down to. And thank God, I know the Tampa won, but Tom Brady didn't win as far as fantasy. 13.75 no. points for, for Baskin. So, you yeah. know, Belichick, maybe Belichick's laughing on that. Right. <laughs> that he didn't throw a touchdown pass against them. They still beat the the uh, Patriots, but Patriots defense is still pretty solid. So, Yeah, and Tom Brady obviously didn't get the revenge game. I think a lot of people were hoping for or expecting. Um, and obviously Gronkowski missed that game. We talked a little bit about that on the league board, I think, or just you and I in chat. But uh, your projection here that he is not going to be back for some time based on um, – you know, his, his recovery timetable from injuries uh, bolstered by the article I'd sent to you where, you know, part of his uh, previously expressed uh, concerns about con coming back to football was that he didn't want to be rushed back from injury yeah. on a timetable that didn't he, agree with him. He's got some hot model girlfriend that he likes to bang. And then he does USAA commercials now. That's what he wants to do. And then like Brady will be like, all right, week you know, week 15, once you kind of get back in the flow, we got the play and then, then he'll be back. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, and, and the other, I mean, so this is the spot now where I feel like I need to walk back a tiny bit with some of the criticism I've offered to Brad. 
because uh, I look at his bench now and I notice that he's got Williams. He's got now what yeah. would have been the top waiver wire claim of the week. Uh, on, just happens to be on his bench. Same with Tyson Williams, uh, although I mean, that's, no, it's not really playing out the way people expected. But he's got Chanel on the bench also, who now benefits from injury. Corey Davis showed up for this as well. Debo Samuel exploded, who's on his bench. And if he can keep that chemistry going with Trey Lance, could be a very uh, a special yeah. player. So while I've been pretty critical of Brad, will continue to be critical of Brad uh, in some of these spots, you know, the depth that I've picked at for him doesn't seem like as big a thing. I know it looked like he was wanting to trade a wide receiver for a running back. I don't entirely follow that with him having Williams here, or at least he's got some short-term relief. Um, but, you know, but Brad's trying to build a championship roster. No, and the, and the fact that he has Damian Williams, if you read about uh, Montgomery, who who gets hurt a lot, and the th- he has – for for a guy with as many carries as Montgomery has had over the past few years, he had I, I he has the lowest average yards per carry in the league for RB ones, and ha- he's just he's like that three yard you know per carry kind of guy. He's never been so Damian Williams. We've seen what he can do, mm-hmm. you know, back in his time with the Chiefs. Um, though when they won the Super Bowl, he was he was the guy there because Edwards Alaire was hurt during the Super Bowl. That's a great. Great thing that Brad has there because he could have he could end up stealing that job away from Montgomery if and when he comes back. Yeah, and it's always great to have those types of players on your bench versus having to pay up for them, you know, here in the fab process. So foresight on Brad's part pays off. Logan Thomas, though, goes down with an injury. I don't know how long that's going to be. I I think I heard some things about that could potentially extend a bit. So Brad probably going to need some help at tight end, at least for the short term, but we'll see, uh, you know, how with the, with the diagnoses and how that's intended to play out. Then rounding out the week, uh, the joint chiefs of Stafford takes on Michael Servi's tip top team survey, you know, quietly because you don't hear much from survey. Yeah. Fields, fields a pretty good team. Uh, They, they win big here. Um, Chase Claypool, I don't think suited up for this game at all. So the fact that he was in the roster in the lineup for survey could have hurt him, but did not. Um, did I lose you? Yeah. You stuttered there just a second, but you're back now. I got you. (laughs) Um, let's see, as we look at how this played out, I mean, good contributions across the board Tariq Hill. Uh, I, I think we've talked about this before. He really explodes here, um, and yeah. that's the kind of streaky output you could expect from him. I think last week it was maybe less than five points, less than 10 points. This week, close to 50. So hard to lose when you show up like that. Got to be frustrating for Mark because he's he's obviously getting some of the best games from those players. Those aren't week in and week out um, contributions, but enough to throw Servi over the top here. Yeah, and, and, and while you think about having those Chiefs guys now, when they, you know, they have two losses on the year, the Chiefs do having Tyreek Hill and Edwards Alaire. Like Mahomes, he's going to be balling out. Like he's not, like they don't have two losses four weeks in the season very often. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're a crappy team, which the Eagles are, you're, you're, you're about to get killed by Mahomes and his friends. So it's a, you know, I, I've been critical of Edwards Alaire and Hill um, because, that, you know, they can be streaky players, but. When you when you're a crappy team and you're playing the Chiefs right now, you're in trouble. If you're a good team, because because the Chiefs defense, all the experts say, is the worst in the league. So, 
now that I'm thinking about it, either way, you, you, I, you like to have Chiefs now because they're going to be in high-scoring sure. games. They're going to be yeah. high-scoring games. Plays out. And we mentioned it in the last round there, uh, David Montgomery puts up a, an impressive you know, day here, two, two touchdowns, 106 yards rushing, but injures his knee as he broke his foot off in the backside of our Detroit Lions right. uh, <laughs> opening you, the door. Listen, man, did, he sucks. They were, I watched most of that game. Did, we, you and I could have been defensive tackles. I think like it was like <laughs> the holes were, it was ridiculous. They're the Lions. If you think I'm so at a loss for, I'm not a loss for, I have too yeah. much to say. Their pass defense is even worse, and it's not really their fault. They have, like, seven guys who, like, played high school football last year in their secondary. But right. the strength, you know, their defensive tackles are decent, but I don't know. That Alex Alazoni is their middle linebacker. I don't know where he came from. I don't know what – but he's better than guys that they cut. Jelani right. – so long I'm, – I'm saying a lot by saying this. David Montgomery sucks. And they played the Lions. <laughs> That's right. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I think the Lions will continue to make teams look good. Watching that game, the the few little bit that I did watch on Sunday was painful because you know you could just really feel like these are the highlight reel games for every opponent. They all look happy and they're running around playing and having yeah. a great time. Uh, and as a as somebody who's rooting for you know Honolulu Blue and Silver, that is uh, certainly disheartening. Right, and it's not like look at the score; it was twenty four fourteen. The Lions were in it. It's not like they were blowing them out. Right. Justin Fields, when he had time in the pocket, and I see because he's got Mooney on his bench with eighteen points, and everybody's I see these experts writing all oh, just Mooney, Mooney. They had a guy, they had a high school kid covering him, so right. they threw it to him. I mean, right. that's it, so. right? Well, and you know, disappointing for me, Allen Robinson does not show up yet again. Um, I don't know if that's this league or the other. It might be my other struggling. He was franchise. on Baskin's bench. He was on Baskin's bench. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, yeah. So ugh, just disappointing. Justin Fields, despite the, the Justin Fields hype train, even that had pervaded into my thinking when I asked you about who you're thinking about him in the context of Trey Lance, even playing the Lions, even in a game that they won. And I think uh, close on the scoreboard, but there were moments where it just felt like the lines were not in that game. He posts under 10 points, which is. Yeah. Just... He had a couple bombs when he had time in the pocket. Mm -hmm. um, and he was like, he had a good percentage. I can't remember what it was, but it was one of those good rookie games. Like, Oh, this, you know what I mean? Like he was just whatever opportunities were there for him. He took them. He didn't take any high risk, but he threw it. I mean, He's not that he he hasn't looked that good and he looked better because he played the Lions. And I'll and I'm I'm done with talking about them. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Well, and Mark falls to 0-4. Frustrating as we mentioned at the top. I don't know what he's done to anger the fantasy gods, but he's getting it worse. His team's putting up more in the way of points, but getting a lot of points against. Uh he'll look to rebound. Uh and in probably, you know, if I were Las Vegas betting here, he's probably got a better chance of breaking his winless streak here. Uh, than I do this week, but we'll see, uh, you know, with me taking on you, as I said, I will pull no punches in our contest. It's so, always tough. He had the Buffalo defense, 23 points. When you yeah. get a defense performance like that and you still lose, that's, that's a kick in the nuts. Yeah, it really is. It does feel like, you know, victory's just been uh, snatched, snatched away from you there. No, 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 no doubt about it. Very frustrating. I'm sure for him. So that takes us through all of the week four matchups. We will take a quick break and be right back with you. It doesn't matter what comes, fresh goes better in life with mental fashion full of life. Nothing gets to you, staying fresh, staying cool with mental fashion full of life. Fresh goes. 
us, the Fresh Maker. All right, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. We're going to look take a quick look at the waivers that processed overnight today, being Wednesday afternoon. Um, man, Giacomo, just taking a quick look. We just talked about Brad's team, the Laurel Park Desert Roses, and and you know, I think one of the things that stands out to me, and I love Brad, and he's a smart guy. There's no question about it. But the the draft, the budget process, it all seems just a bit confusing to Brad. Um, because this is a week that he goes deep and he opens his checkbook for players that I don't know that anyone bid on. And, and I want to look back to see the offer report. And I can, as we're looking at it here, we're just looking at the stream of ad drops. But Brad throws down $52 for Jared Cook uh, to replace Logan Thomas, who it, 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 he's now dropped, which I think is he must be out for the season or it's an extended injury. I was a little stumbling on that when we worked through the, the matchups. And then he adds Royce Freeman, who is the backup to Chuba Hubbard, who's the backup to Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I think I had Royce Freeman on my bench at some point this week, just in the off chance that Chuba Hubbard was injured or wasn't going to play, that there was some pivot to that. Drops 51 for him. So Brad now has spent, I think, half of his fab budget on two players who probably were uncontested bids. But hmm. he got the players that he wanted. And in the interest of the the newfound humility, you know, uh, maybe these are genius moves that are going to work out like yeah. gangbusters. I mean, Royce Freeman could never win the job in Denver. I forget the other running back that they always split time with. Well, it was Melvin Gordon for a while. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now he's behind a guy named Chuba Howard. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know what he read. It may, he must have saw something. Yeah. Um, maybe... I don't know. Maybe he like maybe Brad's launching one of his missiles at Chuba Howard's house. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he set him up. I just um, love I love and I know idea. Jared Cook is really big. He's like huge. I was watching that game a little bit. I saw him catch back. Like, man, Jared Cook looks like he's in the NBA, not like he's a big dude. So yeah, I don't know. He's I don't is he the top uh tight end for uh the chargers i think he is yeah he, yeah, he is the top of their depth chart yeah. and i think well, in I terms mean, of yeah. ta tangible measurements jared cook has been kind of like oh a, he's been solid for years yeah, yeah he's yeah. been a pipe dream for fantasy analysts too for years of, but like, not like i know he's, he's on the explode. saints yeah but not yeah yeah, yeah. so he's yeah never, i mean he's, you know he's never hey. entirely delivered uh, but Listen, it's a it's a possibility. You know who else reaches up to get the guys they want or yeah. used to the, that old regime? For I said I wouldn't talk about him anymore. But the Detroit Lions. Yes. Where's Jelani Tavai now? Isn't he? Yeah. Did he make the Pro Bowl as a linebacker? So anyway, if he's yeah. following their model, he's right on the money. Well, very well could be. And speaking <laughs> of that, I mean, and I can introduce it here live on this show or recorded live on this show. Uh, you know, this year at the end of the year, I think maybe we'll put it up to a vote for the league uh, again in newfound humility uh, of the what we'll call the Bill Schroeder uh, free agent claim of the year. Um, so initially it looks like Brad's in the running. I know that the big investment that James made on uh, Eli Mitchell, uh, certainly maybe an eyebrow raise there as his performance has wavered a bit as the season wears on. Um, but I don't know. Jared Cook or Royce Freeman could mm. very well work out for Brad. I guess we'll but see. But it's money spent though, too. So right. For yeah, sure. Yeah. That's why I'm saying that's I mean that that proportion of spend at least puts him on the radar for me for that Bill Schroeder sure. award. You need playmakers, Giacomo, and you gotta pay, I hear you. pay up. So in the interest of playmakers, I pick up Joe Burrow uh for $24, drop Cameron Brait, really just trying to recover from just the 
awful start that Ryan Tannehill's had, uh, you know, not entirely all his fault. I also went after Alex Collins to offset, uh, you know, that, that slow start we're seeing from Chris Carson, a little mystery in terms of his injury, uh, kicking myself a little bit because I had Alex Collins on my roster a couple times over the course of last week, but wound up dropping him, uh, to make space to get that game going. Uh, Dan picks up Sam J P Ryan, uh, and drops Ronald Jones. One of the guys I called out as being a turd on his bench in our <laughs> last broadcast. Um, you know, P Ryan in, in this league here, given the players available probably was the top waiver wire ad, according to most analysts or people writing fantasy football columns. Um, I didn't go after him heavy. I think I made a soft claim for him because I happen to own Joe Mixon, but you know, I had him before when he was with the Redskins. He's a big guy. I mean, he's like a almost like a fullback looking back. Yeah, uh, he could be all right, but I'm not really on fire for the Cincy running game to begin with. And I, I don't know how much he brings to the passing game. Uh, I know you mentioned making a kind of later claim here for a guy further down the bench. Um, we said Chris. Yeah, Evans, Chris Evans, know. rookie out of Michigan. I know someone that's had sex with him, so it's fun to have him on my <laughs> fantasy team. Now, I, I don't know the appeal, but sure. <laughs> and, and it's funny you mentioned that. He was a big third down back uh, in his college days and, and the passing guys. So, And we know, you know, Burrow, obviously the way he's been playing, and, and I agree with you, I'm not a big fan of their run game. If, if Mixon's down for a while, based on – and I'm watching a lot of Michigan football – you know, Evans was hit or miss, but I, I know they always really liked him. He had some academic problems, so he was there like six years. Mm. Um, but he he could be, you know, and getting him for free, he could end up being the guy. Because I agree, I'm not. I put a few bucks for P Ryan too, but you know, I, I don't I don't see long term potential there. Yeah, he's not a bad back. I just when I looked at my own bench, I have other guys that I would classify very similarly, like Jamal Williams or even Tony Pollard, where I'm not going to, ju- I just couldn't justify dropping those players for P Ryan. Um, but you know, we'll see it. Some of that's contingent on how long Joe Mixon's out. So that could be a great investment. Uh, by Oh, you. and by the way, cause I know I'm thinking like Mike bear, the jokes. Um, no, it wasn't me that Chris Evans had sex with, and it wasn't a guy either. So anyway, yeah. just we'll leave it at that. It's a very novel angle that that's, <laughs> that that's what you're interested in. <laughs> I, I'm going to just leave it there. Um, but I, I mean, I guess it is a seven degrees of separation type connection, but, um, are you saying when this is big now, then Chris Evans becomes an NFL superstar and then they find this podcast, like, who are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> right. So just, I'm going to dismiss that comment, but Giacomo <laughs> had known somebody who's had relations with that player uh, and excited for him are all of we, uh, can I ask one thing? I, maybe Nick can mention this in our chat. Why do you spend waiver money on kickers? What is the is this Chase McLaughlin with Cleveland very good? I don't. I mean, and trust me, not being the best fantasy player, so maybe you know, but I don't know. Clearly, a target for him, uh, you know. And Mikey paid up to get Dallas. They're going against the Giants this week, and I think that's what his his thinking is: is that that you know that's a solid pick up there uh and he's coming off cincinnati starting against uh what was yeah. supposed to be a lackluster offense but i think they showed up pretty well that evening and and, and kind of held him back so he's playing the, the same game with defenses but looking at dan picks up aj green too he's a guy i had my eye on it's tricky to manage my bench of players who are supposed to be good but are not uh and thinking about who you drop but aj green showed up two weeks I don't know how many routes he's running. I don't know how many targets he's getting, but he's putting points on the fantasy board, and now he's joining a, a pretty strong team already uh, that that Dan's assembling. So yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Like you said, we you know maybe ask about 
Nick in terms of him investing on kickers, but uh, certainly he has that choice. <laughs> I make a change at kicker also dropping Dana Carlson to pick up Greg Joseph. Um, Daniel, I like how you call him that. That's funny. Yeah. Every, I saw D Carlson. I was like, Oh, I know one of those. Um, Daniel Jones in place of Trevor Lawrence, which is just kind of a depressing ad drop. If you look at it, uh, you're, you're Chris Evans and Khalil Hebert, Hibbert. You pick. Yeah, that's it. Well. He's, he's the yeah. third string guy. Right. Also a rookie. You, you know, you never know with these rookies. Sometimes somebody really likes them. You know, maybe the running back coach is like, Hey, Hey, uh, what's his name? The Chicago coach, give this guy a shot. Um, but I, I don't know that he'll get much play. Cause I think Damien Williams is pretty solid as a backup. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're going at, you know, I, it's an interesting strategy. A, a strategy I think is reasonable in terms of being able to pick up those low costs. Yeah. When it's uncertain, you know, you don't know what's going to happen exactly. Certainly doesn't hurt to do that. Like you said, if you have the roster space, uh, you know, that's, that is a strategy and one that I have employed myself. We'll look forward here before we wrap our show for this week at let's see this is this week or no i'm skipping for uh, no you got it a week ahead oh, no, you were uh, yeah here we go so the game of the week Say you're it. thinking about it. i'm gonna i'm gonna call it it is a you know low undercard kind of what is the impact on the league matchup but i'm going with the civil war i'm going with the host of this show divided there you go that's the game of the week for me i need to get off this losing and break the streak i've appealed to the fantasy gods i've donated to charity and orphans and i feel like i should win at the pretend game that we're playing together i think that's fair <laughs> and i think that everyone should watch it yeah it's funny yahoo doesn't agree they have yeah. you for the lowest point total but again there's still you know roster adjustments and and whatnot and i'm the third lowest point total 108 to 104 here so but what do they know you know well, I was quick to dismiss a lot of the Yahoo grades and things of that nature at the beginning of the season. However, uh, in my case, it seems that the C grade that they gave my draft probably was not inaccurate, or at least right. not to date. Um, so I won't tempt fate any further. But that's the game I want to watch. I'm always watching my game. So this will probably be one of the few that I pick as the game of the week, other than when I line up against James, which I always look forward to. Yeah, just another one there. Uh, you got Mikey going up against Barty. Yeah. They're they're both three and one. Right. Um, you know, Mikey's team I think is really solid, top to bottom. Barty's got some holes, so we'll see. Yeah, it just jumped off the page to me as well. I think in terms of actual league ramifications, in terms of playoff type previews, this is an interesting one to watch. Uh, I'll be keeping an eye on that as well. But. I'm drawn to that drama. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So with that, I think that's our show for this week. Giacomo, thanks as always for making time to meet and talk this through. Always. Uh, to everybody listening, uh, you've probably seen the announcement. We are now on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor FM. Uh, check us out wherever you get podcasts. What's the, what's the last one? Anchor FM. Anchor FM is a subsidiary of Spotify. And that ah, is our, also oh, our right, hosting okay. service for this fine podcast. Uh, so they're making it all work, uh, but we're trying to be in all the places that you guys are. Uh, if you have feedback for the show or you want to hear anything different, or if you want to cancel Giacomo for, uh, calling the Washington Redskins, the, Oh, ah, you're now you've too. done it to me. Now I'm canceled. Uh, the Washington football team, which is a, which is just a very interesting name to have selected. I know they're close to picking another. But all that aside, Giacomo, thanks again for making time. Guys, thanks for playing. It is a great league, and thanks for listening. Peace out. Peace out.
nice to meet you, Ping Ping.